Yo, I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. And you're listening to Press Play with Augie and Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys who are glad they no longer have to wait for the election results, talk about <laughs> movies, music, TV, or anything you guys might like to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast and you can follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. Episode 57 has arrived, and this is part two of our special election podcast coverage. In addition, we'll discuss some popular movie updates in quick news. Stay tuned as Riz tell you which VOD and music albums are out this week. I'll let you know the fact of the week. And this week, Six Degrees of Separation Connection is Tony Collette and Hugh Jackman. But first, quick news. All right, so before we get to the good stuff, let's talk about movies. So, um, Jurassic Park Dominion has finally wrapped the $185 million movie finished production over in the UK. It was one of the few films to resume filming in the spring after everything was shut down. After 100 days and 40,000 COVID tests, the movie is scheduled to release summer 2022. Interesting. Uh, with that date, my concern or my thought is usually when a movie finish wrapping, uh, it takes about six months before it releases. Now, do you think they're being cautious with the coronavirus and pushing it a whole full year after that? Well, with a movie like this, uh, there's going to be a lot of special effects mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's not like the first Jurassic Park where they were all animatronic. Or not all, but there was a lot of animatronic dinosaurs. So there's going to be a lot more post-production for something like this. Um, And it probably also has to do with everything else that's being pushed back for COVID. Yeah. Did you just say that? Yeah. Yeah. And that as well. (laughs) And that as well. Uh, They did post a picture of them doing, you know, that whole final cut thing with whatever that thing is used. Um, Placard? Sure, yeah. Um, And it had a backdrop of like a snowy mountain. So Mm. we're probably going to see some some snow. And I don't think we've ever seen a Jurassic Park uh, movie in the snow. So we can see the dinosaurs that were indigenous to the snowy areas. Yeah. So we'll probably move away from that subtropic Costa Rican weather. They can do something interesting there. Um, They need to mix it up. Uh, they need to mix it up. Uh, you know, the first one was still the best. Uh, I think the next best for me was the first Jurassic World. Okay. It was fun. And then the second Jurassic Park. And then, yeah, let's just forget about Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World. Two. Uh, Clue. (laughs) (laughs) It was the dinosaur in the conservatory. Yeah. Oh my god. We played Clue the other night. Yes. Uh with a couple of our girlfriends, uh socially distancing. I think it was like uh mostly of a celebration of positive things that has out that came through like this whole year for everyone. And people got tipsy and it was very interesting um seeing Riz explain Clue to four people who's who've never played Clue. I think two of them played, but very like a long time ago. You've never played it, uh, with you, yeah, yeah. But before that, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think so. Now, one of them was our very own Brenda, and she was completely clueless. Um, oh, how funny! <laughs> and another one was you, who you knew a oh, lot of the God. rules. Yet, uh, like, you know, you know how you make your accusation and then whoever has that card in, in the order, if no, that person doesn't have it, it goes to the next person. So someone had like two or three cards that in your accusation. Yes. Um, and they were showing it to, and you knew full well that they're only supposed to show you one card. Um, I took advantage. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but it was fun. So we're, uh, yeah, we're digressing. Um, so Jurassic Park Dominion has, uh, a release date of summer 22. They are planning to hit it theatrically. Uh, COVID. 
God help us if uh, COVID's still around 2022. I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, Screen Engine slash ASI is an analytics company, and they did a survey on viewers to see which streaming titles they have watched the most. I guess this is a streaming service uh, version of Box Office, but instead of um, money, it's views, I guess. Right. Um, and this is was reported by Variety, and they report the top 30 most watched movies in the past year, and these are the top 10. The Lovebirds, Rawled Dolls the Witches, the remake mm. with Anne Hathaway. Wow, that just came out, too. The Trail of the... Or, I'm sorry, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oof. The Old Guard, we watched that, and we reviewed it on this podcast. Pretty cool movie. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, number six is Mulan. Okay. Uh, which, surprisingly, a lot of people are surprised that they it made the top ten knowing that you had to pay an extra $30 for that uh, movie. Well, Disney Disney made bank on that mm-hmm. on that decision. Phineas and Ferb, Ferb the movie, Candace Against the Universe. And uh, number five is, or number four is Extraction, uh, which is a Chris Hemsworth uh, Netflix military movie. Now, before I give you the top three, Riz does not know the top three. What are your predictions from this year? Wow. Uh, And knowing. And it it has to be something that debuted. On streaming services. Amazon, Netflix, Disney Plus. uh, I mean, there has been a lot of stuff that debuted. What was. uh, God, what's that movie that I've been wanting to see? And actually, I thought about uh, looking looking through, because it's out on DVD now, Mm -hmm. looking at Redbox. Um, Antebellum? Antebellum? No. No. Uh, Then I have no clue. Uh, number three is My Spy, the one with Dave Bautista and the little girl where they play. <laughs> Cute. Uh, number two is Borat 2. Dang. Uh, we saw that movie. Yeah. That's... Uh, not as good as the first one. I never saw the first one. Did you see the first one? Yes. Yeah? Yes. And the number one most streamed movie. Well, this one is not really a movie. More like a musical. Hamilton. Oh, um, and so we saw three of those. Yeah, and that's your top ten. These are subject to change since Netflix and Amazon Prime are expected to release major films by the end of the year, including the sequel of Coming to America. So they're oh my goodness. planning a big pull on that as well. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's what we've been watching. When I say we, I guess America or, yeah, America. Very interesting. So, uh, 20th Century Studios now. Oh my gosh, I almost went straight and said 20th Century Fox. That's not a thing anymore. 20th Century Studios has recently made the announcement that they are delaying one of our most anticipated movies this year. No, the new adaption of Agatha adaptation. Excuse me, of Agatha Christie's Death on the Nile. Damn. This and the action comedy movie Free Guy has been cleared from the 2022 the 2020 theatrical calendar. This will leave Wonder Woman 84 as the only major live action movie left in 2020, but that will probably change. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah. If that's so, Universal Pictures Freaky and the Crude sequel is the only films in theaters for the remaining of 2020 and I really want to see Freaky. That looks so good. And the reason why Freaky and Crudes are staying in the theatrical calendar is because Universal made a historic deal earlier uh, with AMC theaters that they will allow uh, movies to play in their theaters before a shorter time in order for them to release it on video on demand or on DVD or Blu-ray much faster than usual. Usually a movie theater or a movie in a theater uh, is about what two months if it's uh, really really good I would say uh six months I would say six months if it's like if it does really well by it, the it time could be it, yeah. up to like four months minimum by the time it's released to the day that it it comes out on DVD or in, yeah. or in the 21st century video on demand um, so that's why they're sticking they're not gonna move anywhere they're gonna be played in theaters. Um, but yeah, Freaky is a Bloomhouse production by Vince Vaughn, or not by with, Vince Vaughn, with, with Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn, where uh, 
It's like Freaky Friday, except the girl gets her her body changed Switch. with so it's Freaky with Friday a... with hot chicks with uh, Schneider, whatever that yeah, guy's she, name. She gets her uh, like a high school student gets her body switched with a serial killer. Yeah, so this, basically, yeah, yeah. That, so it's a comedy horror that it looks funny. It's, it's up my alley. Yeah. I really want to see it. Um, I wish there were more movies like that to check out. Like, um, they're still considering doing a sequel to um another sequel to happy death day you never did you ever see the second one the second one did i, I watch that by myself i don't know what happened it was fucking crazy no yes i did watch <laughs> it, it. i watched it yes i watched like they it. they decided to explain why the girl was <laughs> was groundhog yeah Day because with the machine that was an insane yes, movie. Yes, because the don't the, give anything away. The roommate. See Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day Two. Go with go into it with an open mind. Happy Death Day Two isn't isn't perfect or isn't as good as the first one, but I, I really like that they. It's so funny that we went off on this weird tangent. Yeah. Um. But I really like that they that they tried to do something unique with it. You know what I mean? It wasn't the exact same thing again. Um. And I, I kind of want to see it again because I can't remember exactly how it ends. Um, the only thing I do remember is that their their friend or her boy or her love interest friend was more in the second part. Yeah, yeah. Than in the first one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would say in about a week or so we'll probably get some news for Wonder Woman eighty four to be pushed back. They yeah. are fighting to have that with a theatrical. Uh, Release. They have to. It I just sucks. don't know. I really how want it's... to see it, but they have to release it in the theater. I don't know how it's gonna happen if, like the the Rona is here for another year and a half, because they're gonna have to. Not they're gonna have to, but I'm sure they have plans for sequels for Wonder Woman for them to catch up to the Justice League timeline. It it will it get to the point where there will be two movies it that might... haven't released? Yeah. Well. As far as the Rona goes, uh, and this is, you know, before the, you know, after the break, we'll be talking about the election. But, you know, let's just say if we have a more competent person in the White House who will listen to scientists and doctors, maybe it won't be or maybe it, it, it'll it be shortened. The time will be shortened. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but I, you'll have to wait to find out after the break whether we will get a competent guy in the White House. We'll find who... out. And on top of that, we are going to take a break. And we'll be right back. So, yeah, we recorded the first part of our election coverage uh, the day of the election, right? Or was it the day before? No, the day of. And um, and, it was re- yeah, and it was released the day of. Right. So we, of course, were waited with, waiting with bated breath. And we, were, we knew Florida was going to be, I believe, called at 7.30. Or, like, the first results were coming in at 7.30. Yeah. And we're like, come on, Florida. Like, make this a short night. You know what I mean? Um, Florida has had a history of election process. Um, but before we go into the technicality... I want to ask you, what were you feeling before the election? Uh, what were your thoughts about each candidate? Did you have hopes? Did you uh, change your mind about, in the sense of like... Who you who jump- I thought was going to win? Yes, or jumping the gun too soon because, you know, we we had to learn our lesson in 2016. I feel... I honestly felt very confident uh, about uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Kamala Harris winning. Um, there was an article about um, or on on the five thirty eight site that 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 takes all the polls and and puts them in a computer and does mm-hmm. like analytical data or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it said that you know judging by the polls this year, the Polls would have to be way, way, way more off than they were in 2016 for that to happen again. And that was very comforting to me. So I was going in it. I knew I like I I felt like it was going to happen no matter what. I just, uh, you know, I really wanted it to be quick. 
How about you? What What did you think going into it? I had absolutely no hope of our Democratic Party winning at all. I felt like Trump is a cheater. He's going to do everything he can to uh, undermine democracy and undermine our election. And as the elections were going on, he was doing just that. Mm -hmm. So I already, like... You know, I was already bracing for impact. I was looking into the near future, another four years of this man as quote unquote president of this country. And looking back at the last four years, how we were a laughing stock to the world. And basically, and I, I understand the other countries, how they turned their back on us because of who he was and who he represented and the type of ethical persona he was. And I actually had no hope. In fact, I went to sleep early. Uh, the first uh, well, Trump yeah. was the first one to get the first a, a first state because I remember it was eleven electoral votes. Was was Florida the first state called, or or it might no. have been one of the the, the smaller ones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Biden wasn't getting anything. And then I was like, you know what? I cannot stay deal up. with this. My nerves, uh, I didn't, I purposely did not drink coffee because I knew I was going to stay up. And then you would tell me, you know what, babe, go to sleep. I'll wake you up when Biden wins. And I wake up at five in the morning and I notice you didn't wake me up. And I'm like, oh, God, I was so scared to open my phone and see something. Well, here's here's my journey. Well, you know, when you went to sleep or right before you went to sleep, uh, of course, Florida did not go for Biden. Uh, F you, Florida, but whatever. We live here. <laughs> um, and the other states started to close. And, of course, Trump was in the lead in all of them. But this is here's the thing. You know, I, I watch Rachel Maddow and Rachel Maddow had been interviewing people, you know, for weeks saying that. It could be several days. The way that this is set up, mm-hmm. you know, in certain states, they're going to be counting the, f- the 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 day's votes first, and then they're going to go and count all of the, the mail-in votes from before. So it could be several days before we find out who's the winner. So don't, like... And it's so funny because they're like... Um, so if, any, you know, anyone meaning Trump declares victory... Uh, don't believe that just because he's ahead. He has to pass 270. Um, so there was literally 30 seconds where I was, I, I got, you were already sleeping and I, I was having post-traumatic stress from four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, is this happening again? Well, how is this happening again? How is this man getting four more years? Why is this privileged privileged piece of crap getting four more years and then uh, i listened to my new favorite person uh Kornacki, and mm-hmm. he's he's at the board and he's like just Math wait just, you have to wait you know just and um uh, and and basically they're like we're not getting any more results i think i waited until 12 and they're like we're not really going to get any more results until 6 a.m or, or 4 a.m and i honestly went to sleep confident i'm like you know, it's going to turn around. I just have to, you know, I can't lose my mind. Um, and then I actually woke up at four right before they they closed. Uh, I believe, God, I think he took the lead in Minnesota for the next day. They didn't call it until Biden later. Biden took the lead or Trump? Biden. Because Minnesota, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania... Or something else. Where uh, the, Michigan. And Michigan. Michigan was the last where, one before. Yeah, those, those oh, are the... Sorry, my mic. Those oh, are sorry. the ones that... Um, they're called the, the Blue Wall or whatever. Oh, okay. So he, I think he took the, the lead in, in Wisconsin. Uh, like, at, at four in the morning, those results started coming in. And you came out, you were, you were using the restroom, and I, you know, I'm like, I feel like this is going well. It's nothing... You know, no calls yet. And still, at that time, I had no hope. Because that's what happened in the 2016 election. Hillary got a huge lead. And we're like, oh my god, that's awesome. And then, bam, Trump came from behind and 
cheated his way into the presidency. It and wasn't I wanna... cheating. I mean, it, it, it's just a, the, the damn electoral, electoral college, you know. He won those states. It fucking sucks, but he won those states. And I want to go back to how what you were saying about the Mellon votes and how that worked against Trump's favor because it was his idea and he told uh, Republican lawmakers in Republican states to do that. So... To, to, to not count the mail-in votes yeah. until after. So a lot of people are asking, so why is Florida not into this drama? Every four years, Florida is somehow in this mess of election. So what happened was is he, like you said, Riz, you, uh, they told these uh, election, um, what's it called? Places. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the proper name. The polling places? Or polling places not to count the melon ballots until election day. So what Florida did was Florida did the opposite. They did count everything beforehand but did not release any numbers till election day. That's why Florida was out of the way quickly. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is... Uh that Trump wanted Florida, though none of that's happened in Florida. He yeah. want he wanted that big lead to begin with. He, like this was all orchestrated. And they were telling us that he was going to do it, and I'm like, so his, I don't see this yeah. happening. His supporters were not mailing their ballots because of the whole brainwash that the USPS is against them, and it's not reliable, and this and that. So out of nowhere, not out of nowhere, because I'm sure it existed in the past. They propped up uh, mail voting mail ballot boxes. Mm-hmm. I guess to separate it from the USPS, which I think it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, um, and it'll just focus on those type of mails. Right. So what other states did was hold on the counting until election day. So by the evening of election day, all these states had Trump in the lead because those were counted as same day voting on election day which which broke for trump trump uh there were many 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 more people that voted on election day for trump Mm -hmm. um but kornacki kept reassuring us that biden uh had the the lion's share of the mail-in votes so that's why i felt good about it so and then a lot of the mail-in ballots also came in due to the coronavirus uh and more senior citizen voted by mail than any other election in history. Uh, more people voted in this election in history. More people voted uh, for one person in any election in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when these other states start counting uh, and coming up, they'll see that, okay, uh, out of uh, 10,000 mail-in ballots, 7,000 went for Biden. And then another batch of... I'm just throwing fake numbers. Another 10,000 ballots. And then the majority of those bulk were for Biden. So, map daddy. Yeah, and he was getting in like between uh, 70 to 80% of the mail-in ballots. So, like you said, map map daddy (laughs) Kornacki... Was doing basic math. And he's like, guys, like... If he keeps on with this trajectory, he's going to surpass Trump. Trump got scared and he went on this press conference and said that he won at 213 electoral votes. And stop counting. He was in the lead in all the states. Stop, stop count- counting. Stop counting. <laughs> I won already. Stop counting on states that he was <laughs> ahead. But continue counting on states that he was behind. So his his supporters were contradicting each other across the country and it was so insane yeah his supporters in one one state are outside the polling place chanting count the votes count and you know where he's behind and the other like you just said uh stop the steal stop the steal or something like that stop the count in in pennsylvania because he was ahead in pennsylvania for a long time due to the fact that it was a state that did not count their ballot their their mail-in ballots until election day so that was tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then Saturday, it was like we, a week of Groundhog Day. Which, like, they they did, I think they called 
uh, Wisconsin and Michigan finally on Wednesday night. And that, and a lot of uh, the Trump supporters were not happy. They called uh, Fox News called Arizona election night before anyone else. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> like and all, that's all why of you... Trump supporters are like uh, f Trump, f Fox News. <laughs> and and that's why, if you've noticed throughout this election process, there were some news organization that had. Biden at two fifty three and others on two six yeah two sixty four two sixty four yeah because Fox and the AP Association Press uh, did call for Arizona, uh, but MSNBC, NBC, ABC did not call it. Don't think MSNBC's called Arizona because okay, so that's the whole thing that happened so let's talk about this stretch because i felt like they stretched this election so long because they knew that once we found out who was the projector win projected winner no one was going to watch the news anymore i feel like it was a ratings thing as well it, it was like other other than coddling the baby in the white house you know they saw the writing on the wall as soon as you know, they saw it on Tuesday. They basically had had their stuff, and it was data. It wasn't, and and the polls were the it polls were off math. this year. The polls were off, but like five thirty eight said, like I said earlier, they needed to be way off from twenty sixteen for it to make that much of a difference for Trump to win, and they weren't way off. So time. the news outlets were like, "Well, Biden has to be seventy five percent." Uh, have to achieve 75% of all the votes. He got there. I think mm-hmm. by Wednesday, he got there. Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Then they came back on and said, well, he needs to be at a 0.5% to make sure. He got there, and they still haven't called it. Then we people were, were... Yeah, we were frustrated We're frustrated hell. because when Trump was doing his election in 2016, they called what... I think it was Michigan with just 10,000 votes to Trump. But for this election, they waited until Biden had 30, 40,000 votes and they just stretched it and stretched it so much that it was Saturday morning before they called it out. We saw Morning Joe and, yeah, and Morning Joe, the Joe Scarborough, Scarborough who he was I, relatable to I like find, what other people thought. I find him very obnoxious, but he had a bit of a. Um, oh gosh, what do you call it when you kind of go off on a tangent? Vent. He, yeah, he like about how the goalpost keeps getting moved. First, you said this, and then Biden achieved that. Then you said this, and then Biden achieved that. And then in Arizona, supposedly, you know, Trump was gaining a little bit, and then it was the same thing. First, you said Trump needed to be at sixty percent, uh, fifty-nine to sixty percent, and then he didn't. He make didn't it. make it one time. And then a second time he didn't make it. And then, like, what? Why aren't you calling these this, this stuff? Um, it was very frustrating. And I think at the end, uh, Kornacki also was getting a little flustered. You could tell because could tell. there was so much that you can like. The, the do. guy literally looked at the camera and and put his arms up. <laughs> and he kept uh, you on can ba- saying, "You can basically see the writing on the wall." <laughs> exactly. Make what you you make your own decision. And it was three or four states that was too close to call. It was Nevada, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona. And Nevada. Arizona. They still haven't called Nevada, have they? No, they did. They did. Yeah, I oh. think I think yeah, they yeah, did. Right. Um, and that's it. And at the end, we were just so we went out to get coffee yeah. because we wanted to stay in bed. It was gloomy. By the way, we're going through a tropical storm. Yeah, uh, well, as, as we record this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, that's just the topping of the of twenty twenty. A tropical storm couple, at the end of the year. Couple more months. God um, help us. Yeah, and we're like, you know what we. Still need to go out. We need to get our coffee, our Nespresso for the week, and whatnot. And I'm, and I and I told you, I'm like, it's gonna. He's gonna surpass their threshold that they're saying right now that he needs to be at in order to blah 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 blah. And they're still not gonna call it. So why wait for the results and get frustrated again? Because it effing felt like they were stringing us along. They were absolutely. So absolutely. We, we decided to have a lunch at uh, Aventura. I had a <laughs> um, chicken guy. Bam! 
No, wrong band, wrong person. <laughs> Which was very good. And I, I'm I'm actually waiting in line for a chicken guy, and you went for a Poke Bowl because uh, you, you are an, a pescatarian now. Ew. Yeah. Um, uh, and all hey. of a sudden, I look back at, at you. Like, for whatever reason, I don't know. I think I looked back just to see how far you were in the line compared to where I was because there was no one no one at your place. So I turned around to see how far you were in the line and you are running towards me you're like, babe, babe, they called <laughs> it. And I'm like, oh, finally, that's a big weight off our shoulders. Uh, uh, President-elect Biden with uh, president or vice president-elect. Is, it like, is that a thing? Yeah, Com- I think I heard Kamala it. Harris. Yeah. Uh, thrilling i'm just exhausted the the longest but this could have been called on tuesday night had the republican legislators in those three three states or four states were allowed to at least count it would have been called on tuesday night prior like they did trump wouldn't have have been able to and this is why it was done that way so trump could claim victory and then go like go to court and somehow go to the supreme court and not count the remaining mail-in ballots somehow say that they were and rachel maddow had people on that explained this to, to us um so they saw the future i i i'm shocked that it all happened happened and the he's I insane just, he still hasn't conceded i go back and i look at people that i know that support him and just to think that there's people who still vote for him a second term after he went on on election day and lied that he won and he's so delusional everyone on he my is, oh. he's mental and there's still people that still back this person up it is dumbfounded to me all my my trump family and friends that are, i've looked are up very on quiet by the way no they're not they're <laughs> like it's stolen they 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 think it's stolen they think that all these all these uh votes came out of nowhere uh one of one of my cousins uh cousin's wife's wife voted a or or posted a meme like you know how tp has um on their packet packaging label two uh, ply yeah 10 10 10 rolls equals 56 yeah. <laughs> rolls then they're like i guess uh they're counting Democratic votes by uh, TP packaging or something so like that. Ridiculous. It, okay, here's the thing. Thanksgiving 2016, we were very upset um, about the outcome. You had one of your friends come over and you nonchalantly brought up the election and he went off on a crazy yes. racist tangent. And I just remember the- him looking at me in the face and saying, you have to respect him. He's your president. You have to respect him. And I stone cold looked him in the face and I said, I respect the process. I respect the rules. I respect that he was elected president. I can never, I will never respect him. And this is what I have to say to the Trump people. Do that. If you can never respect Biden, that's fine. But respect the process. It it was there's no cheating, there's no fraud. It's all bullshit. All right? You're being lied to and you look like fucking idiots. And that's the T. Um but happy not only are we happy that Biden is the next president of the United States, we have the first female vice president, the first African American, the Love first her. South Asian uh, dis- descent, Indian American, Indian South American, Asian. South Asian, to amazing, hold the title as vice president of the United States, and for me, that is the most thr- thrilling of the whole package. I also want to give a shout out to Sarah McBride. She became the first out transgender person to be elected to Congress. There's a lot more that I can't think of right now. A lot of names, but I remember seeing her uh, in the 2016 uh, Democratic Convention speaking, being the first transgender person 
to speak at a at a political convention or a major political convention and i have so much hope for her so much hope for our people a lot more diversity is flowing into our senate and into a house and that's great to see because that's what america is all about it's not about anglo-saxon white men from vermont no offense to bernie sanders again biden was not our first choice when all this primary he was came my up, second well he was my third from last first choice he ours was I mean, kamala third, yeah then pete and for me it was pete i was kamala honestly and i honestly didn't have who was next like i would have been fine with pete because he has a lot well. of experience as well military experience he ha- he was mayor and he's young and he's a gay man and i felt like i re- related to that you know that type of of w- world and to see all these fresh diverse faces filling in these house and these senate yeah. makes me hopeful for our future generation knowing that they understand where we're coming from from us you know normal people you know and that's what you know democracy in america is all about and i'm really thrilled of the outcome um i think it couldn't be any more clear in black and white uh with these votes especially these mail-in ballots that have more paper trace or more traceable than a computer or a uh electronic ballot if if they want to like inspect everything and make sure every vote is correct let them and that's, i i believe that everything you know everything was done on the level go ahead go investigate and i hate when they mention like biden like being creepy or perverted and i'm like but who was friend with just jeff epstein who was the one saying grab them by the vagina uh, who? Grab them by the pussy. Let's. I'm sorry. Oh, direct quote from the the president of the United States. Who was the one who says that they can pounce them like a bitch? You know, and hearing you know Biden and Harris speak normal sentence, it was so refreshing. Instead of I, the president, won this election. Calling Mexicans rapists, making fun of disabled people, making fun of women. Like, that's the kind of person that you want representing our our country. It's, it's, it's a, I, I want to say it's, it's just a sickness. Some of these people are just like completely brainwashed. Constantly I, I lying to you. To, first with his whole sales pitch that Mexico was going to pay for the wall and it found out later that our tax money paid for a chunk of a wall that kept falling down and all these kids in cages and then they're like oh Obama did it but Obama had them in custody for 72 hours and Obama didn't have a mandate saying to separate Um, From the family. Right. They had a mandate that, you know, families from America could come to the border and claim them. And I think if you don't, if they didn't claim a family member in 72 hours, they get escorted back to their country. But what Trump did was entrap these family members and these family members became scared to claim them because ICE would also throw them to the other side as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do you hate that much from people? Like, like if you support Trump, you cannot like Pocahontas. I'm sorry. You cannot <laughs> love that movie because that's what the song Color of the Winds was, is all about. Like, you cannot judge a person or you can't think that, you know, everyone that looks like you is better than everyone else and i'm going off and i'm you know we always talk about that this is a podcast about movies and music but this is a major part of our our life right now and it's consuming a a lot of it especially you know including the the coronavirus that we just cannot ignore which by the way hopefully now that we do have a competent or we will have a competent person he's already making making his 
a plan. Where was Trump's plan ever for the coronavirus? Literally a couple weeks ago, they decided that they were they just weren't going to fight it anymore. They were just going to let it do its thing and 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 take over America. They never had a plan. Biden is creating a plan. Um, so I have faith that maybe by next summer, things will be getting back to normal. <laughs> and not only a plan with the coronavirus, because let's say the coronavirus never existed. He didn't have his uh, medical plan either. He just wanted to destroy Akka. Which because he probably already succeeded with the Supreme Court. Because it was, you know, done by an African-American man a democratic president and he was destroying Obama's legacies left and right. He didn't even hang the presidential picture of Obama on the white house. That's how delusional and hateful this person is that he doesn't stick to ethical tradition of presidential people. And then those are the people that are like, well, I like how he's different. I like how he thinks different. No, he's freaking psychotic. Let, let these, let them, let them stew. Um, part of, part of, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the, the seven steps of acceptance or whatever. First you're angry, then they're, then you're in denial, then you're blah, 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 blah. Right now a lot of them are, are in denial. Like, right now a lot of them are accepting it. Um, I, I can't, I can't with, with these people anymore. I, I, I can't. It's, it, it's tough to read some of the stuff that I, that I have to read, um, almost daily, you know? Um, it's like a quote I, I posted on my personal Instagram. Like, how could you love us, but then defend a man who's trying to wipe us out? It's it's weird. It's a it's, good question. It doesn't make sense. And then it's a lot of them, a lot of them are voting for party and not country. Or they're voting because... My husband is Republican or my wife is Republican or my church is conservative. So I have to follow that or my group of people. And it's like they don't have a mind of their own. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's pretty sad. It 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 really is. Another, another meme I saw on Facebook was uh, a picture of a somber Trump. And like the, the quote was, um, I can't believe that that most of the country decided to put their hatred of one man in front of their love for the country. It's like, we don't have to vote Republican to prove that we love the country. That's fucking bullshit. There, there's no, like, you know, patriotic as far as... I, You know, if you vote Republican, I don't think you hate the country. I, you know, I think that, you know, if you vote for Trump and you think he's a godly figure, you know, there may be a little racism there. Um, but like liberals hate the country because we voted against a disgusting person. Mm, no, sorry. Um, but it's, it's a lot of delusion. I remember another one I saw that, that was being shared on Facebook, uh, that look at you know maybe trump could have done better with the coronavirus had the the darn liberals not you know impeached him and distracted him for several months and it's like the fuck he did nothing you know he refused mm -hmm. to he refused to do any interviews he refused to to submit any papers he was golfing the whole fucking time he was impeached he doesn't care he doesn't he, fucking care he does so not i'm sorry care. He lied to you people. Deal with it. He lied to you. I'm sorry. So now you got to go to Home Depot, buy some nuts and bolts and steels and wood and stuff like that so y'all can build a bridge and get over it, okay? That's it. So moving on. Oh, okay. Uh, what are the, well, not DVDs, but VODs and music albums that are available now? There are surprisingly... <clears throat> There's surprisingly a bunch of movies coming out on video on demand. So uh, we mentioned Mulan before. 
uh, it's getting its official video on demand, like the non thirty dollar. So it'll be like five dollars now. And that's when we'll see it on November tenth, uh, which is Tuesday. Uh, Jungle Land is out uh, with Charlie Hunman and Jerry O'Connell. Dark Figures on, also on November tenth. Uh, A Rainy Day in New York is out. Uh, and then on November 13th, Dead Reckoning, which looks like a movie with David Trejo and the actor that plays Archie. Um, and it takes place on a boat. Dating Amber, uh, Billy, the, uh, oh, what's her name? Billy. Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday biopic is out. Uh, Echo Boomers is out. Oh my goodness, there's a bunch. Monsoon is out, which looks like it might be a um, gay-related movie. Looks like could it. Could be, or they could be brothers. I thought that the Charlie Hunman, uh, <laughs> Charlie Hunman, uh, uh, Jerry O'Connell one was, <laughs> but they're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing him the, the picture of the... A uh, Chick Fight is out. And Come Away. Ooh, beautiful, beautiful poster there. Oh, that's For nice. Come Away, whatever the hell that is. Uh, okay, so new music out this week. Oh, shit, there's a lot. Uh, ACDC has a new album called Power Up. Uh, along with new albums from G-Friend, Aesop Rock, Andrea Bacali. Butch- is it Bacelli? Andrea Bocelli. Andrea, Andrea Bocelli. Uh, Benny, Chris Stapleton, George Benson, Josh Tuskay and Ash Grunwald, Katya, Paloma Faith, Sophia, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, BTS. Oh, I'm sorry. BTS is next week. Never mind. Oh, and I would like to add, uh, an, uh, not new, but... Uh, new-ish, uh, the Cranberries, my favorite band, is releasing uh, the finally releasing the 25th anniversary. I say finally because the 25th anniversary was last year. A uh, uh, deluxe set of uh, their second album, No Need to Argue, um, with uh, like two extra discs of never before heard uh, tracks. There's a bunch of demos. There's a bunch of never before before heard or not never released live stuff um there's a a demo of a song called serious which i think i'm probably the most uh seriously (laughs) interested in hearing uh because uh before this point there was never a studio version of this song uh it was always like a really distorted live version that they recorded that someone like recorded at a concert back in 1990 oh. um so i'm excited about that i'm excited to hear all the demos um uh you know their music is living on in some form um, that's nice so those are good news you yeah, wanna, yeah you want to play six degrees of separation sure sure so on the top of the show i wanted to match tony colette and Hugh Jackman. All right, awesome. Uh, Tony Collette, the amazing Tony Collette, uh, was I believe Oscar nominated for her role in The Sixth Sense. If if I remember I don't know. history correctly, uh, she appeared in Sixth Sense with Haley Joel Osment. I see dead people. Haley Joel Osment appeared in the most recent and very likely final season of the x-files you remember yeah you watched it with me uh with the amazing jillian anderson uh jillian anderson was had got a fantastic role in the first season of american gods as media I, I, I never saw a season after that because Brian Fuller left, and so did Jillian uh, Anderson and, and Christian Chenoweth, who was also fantastic. She played Easter uh, with Christian Chenoweth. Christian Chenoweth was on Pushing Daisies with Anna Frail. Uh, Anna Frail was on Me Without You, or was in the movie Me Without You with Michelle Williams, and Michelle Williams was in The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jack Mann. 
Well, that's a pretty intensive connection, but I'm glad we met it. And our fact of the week is, in The Lord of the Ring, The Fellowship of the Ring, the cast often had to fly to a remote shoot location by helicopter. Sean Bean, who played Boromir, was afraid of flying and would only do it when absolutely necessary. When they were shooting the scenes of the Fellowship crossing the snowy mountain, he spent two hours every morning climbing from the base of the mountain to the set near the top. Already dressed as Boromir, the crew being flown up could see him from their helicopter. (laughs) And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. It belongs to J.R. Tolkien. Yes, and we've come to the end of this week's episode, and most importantly, the end of this impeached one term, and I'm loosely saying this, president. We are happy you all continue to press play and listen to us. Any movies to review or music to check out, email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at pressplayar. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.